Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. My name is Minister Ty. So happy to be here. Another day, another dollar, as they say. Here with my partner in crime, I guess non-crime, Christians now. I'm here with Minister Dave Nielsen. How are you doing, sir? Peace and love. I'm doing wonderful. Peace, love. Manly, too. There you go. You just got back from West Virginia. Yep. Went and saw Brian again. Brian. Awesome. Brian's our Brian's a dog. Flying, dying, yeah. <laughs> our dude, Brian. You know, when you said peace and love, I think of peace and hair grease. I think that's a black thing. <laughs> but anyways. All right. So look, I'm so happy to be here. Um, man, another day in the service of God. We say Jesus at the center because we believe it every day. Every day, Jesus is truly at the center of our life. And you know, sometimes when we veer off, look, we got to get back. You got to get back to Jesus being at the center. And do I veer off? You better believe I veer off. I know Dave probably does too. Yeah. Yep. We lose balance. But at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. It's all about getting back to where we need to be. Dave, of course, writes the manuscripts and I play uh shotgun, you know, and uh man, what an awesome lesson we have today. We ran it by uh the folks at Sierra Leone. I'm pretty sure they walked out of there with ch- a changed uh view of even themselves. But we're gonna get into it later. Let's start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We come to you only in the name of Jesus can we come to you because, Lord, you say that our righteousness is found in Christ. We boldly come before the throne of grace and we walk by faith and not by sight. And we declare that our lives will never be the same because we follow you. Now, Lord, bless the words, bless the people who listen, bless those who seek you, God. Show them who you are in a mighty way. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Amen. Amen. So much went through my mind just now. Um, I want to talk about prayer real quick. Let's go. You know, I I remember being a kid. Somebody told me that what honor is, it's what, you know, what you do and nobody's looking. The janitor that picks up that cigarette, but that, you know, nobody's around to see him do it, but he does it because that's his job. Yeah. Things like that. I was just thinking, you know, we might not have anybody listening to this, but my son's here playing a video game. He's catching part of it. We're listening to each other. Nice. My wife knows I'm doing this like, um, you know, I was just thinking on the way home about um, all of this, like it doesn't, we're doing it because we were called to do it. And yes, we were, we were, we knew we were called because we listened. And during that prayer, I know you do this, you you're listening as you're praying, you know, you, you take mm-hmm. a pause, you slow down and God, the spirit has given you the words of what to pray for. Definitely. And life is like that. You know, it's just like, we're, mm-hmm. we're listening and we're praying as we're living, as we're talking. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. And I yeah. was thinking about you and I yesterday. We don't have the answers, but we know who does. Yes. So it's like we do. And we might talk real confident sometimes. It might even seem arrogant. Mm-hmm. We know how to get done what needs to get done because we know Jesus at the center. Yes. Like it's the, the pressure is off because I don't have to have mm-hmm. everything figured out. I just need to go to him. I wish everybody can hear that. I wish everybody could hear that and to begin to apply it to your life. This is a pro this is a process. It's progressive. It's progressive to let go of the world. The song is yeah. an old song that says, The world behind me, the cross before me. And it says, No turning back. You got to start to follow Jesus and you got to start letting go of the world. 
Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There has to be a time, like David's saying, like, man, that as you pray, as you, in your daily life, you're listening for the voice of God. I, I, man, I try to make it a habit. And let me tell you something. I learned how to do it by trial and error. I learned, here's how I learned to listen to God. I was like, I think that was God. I think that was God. Let me act it out. And I acted it out. I was like, oh, that wasn't God. <laughs> that was me. And then the next time I was like, okay, I think that was God. You know, I said this in, in Sunday school yesterday. A sheep is not, a sheep does not instantly know how to hear the shepherd's voice when it's born. It has, first of all, it starts to watch other other sheep. It's like, okay, okay, we're all going this way. Okay, we're all going this way. Okay, he just led us to water. Okay, he's feeding us. Hmm, that's probably the, it's probably my master. Oh, that's, that's his voice. You know, it's progressive, guys. So everybody has to understand. I don't know where you are in your Christian life right now. We have a great lesson for you. But I challenge you, man, to start to try God. Try him. Try try the voice of God. Start listening. Start acting on the voice. I don't care if you're a 17-year-old. I don't care if you're 16 years old. I don't care if you're 86 years old. You can always start to hear the voice of God. And let me tell you something. God... The Bible says, if you put your faith in God, you will not be put to shame. So I want everybody to start practicing that. So let's get into episode 12. Man, episode 12. We're doing it. We're doing it. It is titled, Who Are You? Mm. It's time It's time to get into a great lesson here. And I'm going to go ahead and yeah. pass it on to Dave Nielsen, who's just uh, who's an awesome man of God, who has an awesome word for you today. Please go ahead, sir. Thanks, man. This is a deep one. And I think that's why they loved it in Sierra Leone, because they're they're deep. I mean, they don't have much, but they've got each other and, they, yeah. and they've got the Lord and like they're joyful. And when I see people that don't have anything, you know, creature comforts, but they have joy, it's like, what's going on there? And, you know, every time it's because they they're in the Lord. Mm -hmm. So this was what what really jerked me out of. uh just you know the humdrum of, of seminary it was the question of identity and who we are and i was you know listening to it this wasn't for school but i was listening to a, a meditation app or something to put me to sleep and it was just who are you and just ask your your kids or your friends how they answer that and you're gonna say your name and ask them again like i as a football coach man i would i asked you know who are you and they, they mm -hmm. would you know and they knew what I was doing and I was going deeper. You're more than that. You're that, but you're more. What else? Who are you really? Hmm. What's down in there? I'm my heart. Okay. You're your heart. What is that? Who's in there? Who's your heart? You know, hmm. and we always identify in relation to either other people or um, other things that people do. Nice. That's, so, so the ultimate would be the truth. And as we always say, if Jesus is who he says he is, then we are going to identify with him either rejecting him or as what we are the engrafted branches that paul says we are in romans 11 um you know we can easily be <laughs> outgrafted branches easily don't i love that i love romans 11 right it's like, wow <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah if we don't realize that we're engrafted here and and we've got to okay identify with this real olive branch so that we can start making olives and uh, we're going to be outgrafted so exactly it's important that we identify with something and it matters so and and man like we said earlier we don't have the answers but i know this 
Mm -hmm. This, this bypasses all the stuff going on in culture right now. Okay. It's not about issues. It's about people. My God, Jesus. that's strong. That's Jesus, stronger. Yeah. That's stronger than what you, man, that is very strong. As I was praying about this message, that's what the Lord was kind of saying to me. It's just like, man, this is serious because people are trying to tell people who they are. Mm. There's even, man, this is, man, I wasn't even going to say this. I was like, God, this <laughs> might be too strong. This might be too strong for the people. We get, <laughs> we even try to identify by gender and we say people don't know who they are because they're saying they're men, they're saying they're women, they're saying, but God is saying, look, I need you to identify with me first. I need you to first identify that I belong to God, but we're going to get into that. Yeah. And I think one of the best examples here is found in John 8, you know, <laughs> very, um, very pivotal, very important set of scriptures. If you start at verse 52 and go to 50, 58, I'm going to read John 8, 52 says, then said the Jews unto him. Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Yeah, who do you think you are? That's what that means. Who do you think you are? Is how exactly, exactly. And um, Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. Let's stop right there. Je Jesus first identifies as knowing the Father. Basically, his first identity, and we should identify that as well, is that we're, we are uh, if we identify God as father, we're identifying ourselves as God's sons and daughters. So let's start right there. As far as who are you, you know, let's start that when you say like, who do you think you are? You know, they're saying, Jesus, who do you think you are? Let's start. First of all, he says, it's my father that honoreth me and that he's identifying himself as an heir of God, the father. The son, he's the first one to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what we must also do that. We must also get to the point where we identify ourselves as belonging to the father, you know, and then Jesus, <laughs> listen, in verse 56, he said, your father, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Now he also identified them as coming from the seed of Abraham. Yes, they did. But Jesus is saying, I'm from a deeper seed. And we, you must realize, they, the, the Jewish people were heirs, direct lineage of Abraham. As Jesus was, naturally. But there's a different lineage. There's a different kingdom that Jesus is talking about. And that's, what, that's where we must identify. Yeah. And you know, this isn't out of the blue for them. Because the Roman centurion recognized Jesus' authority. This is a Roman in charge of the jewish people he's an mm -hmm. occupier in their land and he's going to jesus the centurion for healing of his servant recognizing who jesus is so these people they they would have known the same stories and reputation and and healings and miracles and raising of the dead that jesus has done as the centurion mm -hmm. okay and still they just had their minds made up Okay, they, this is the, their identity was made up. They knew who they were so much that they 
<laughs> they didn't mm -hmm. um, to the point that they didn't even ask a question. Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced and said, wait a minute, wait, you said Abraham saw your day. What do you mean? Why didn't they ask that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't go, they didn't, they weren't open-minded. They weren't open-minded, but they saw it, man. It's, it's, we must identify with ourselves because we see it. I want you to consider yourself and how amazing you are. A lot of people can't see how amazing they are. So I shouldn't harp on that too much, but I, let me be the first one to say, tell you, if you don't know this, you're created by God in his image to do great things. That goes for everybody. If you got, if you got Jesus in your heart, God says, I got a plan for you because you're, you are part of a different kingdom. The issue is people try to pull the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of God and think it's okay that they can serve. They can, they can, they can keep both kingdoms, but God's saying, I need you to release that side and come fully to me so I can show you who you are. Identity is such a strong word because it's important that you know who you are. Now, Jesus says, I have a father. Your father is Abraham. My father is God. So we must identify with God, the father, of who we are when we accept jesus christ as our lord and savior we become part of the family let's move on well i like that you went back to the garden uh that, oh, yeah. that is where it starts when when god said let us create man in our image that's that's where it all starts it is where it all starts and we must understand when jesus gave man dominion over the earth he gave us access to the tree of life. And now the tree of life, as you know, now the tree of life is Jesus Christ, because he is, you know, John three sixteen. man shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. So we must understand that the tree of life is Christ, is Jesus. We have access to the tree of life because of the blood of Jesus gives us access to the throne. But that also, when God said, let us create man in our own image, God created you amazing right then. And so you have to realize that now when, when man fell, he was separated from God. But now we come back to Jesus. We have that direct access to God as heirs of God. That's why they call Jesus the last Adam. Jesus was the last Adam. Yeah. He was the last Adam. He was the last man was under the curse of sin because of what jesus the price that he carried we don't have to be uh we don't have to carry the nature of adam so who what nature so what nature are we turning to what nature are we drawing upon and the truth of the matter is you got to follow christ you got to see where christ is you got to understand what the life christ has lived so we can act it out you know what i mean yeah, and he, remember, he's calling everyone, okay? Everyone, come unto me. It's not people who go to church. He wants to talk, to know, for everybody to look unto him and, and to take up their yoke with them. Everyone, okay? And this, yes, even in this day and age, the church has always been on the brink of collapse, but it's always made it because God's in charge. Same with the world. The world has always been crazy. Right. right. But, let's, let's get into the theology. Go ahead, Dave. Yep. So I, the best way I found into this or, or a good inroad is, is Paul in first Corinthians chapter nine, mm -hmm. where he's talking to the, you know, the early for the first century church about life in the world. And he said, he says in verse 22, I have become, okay. Which, so that implies a process. I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might save some. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul, remember, he persecuted the church 
he had his mind made up exactly who he was and exactly what God wanted early in his in his career when he was a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. And then he met and then he met Jesus <laughs> um, and everything changed and he realized who we who we wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't who he thought he was. And he started to learn who he was. And basically, he's he was realizing, like I have been in the last few years, that none of the crap matters. I'm sorry to use that word, but like it just it doesn't. The stuff that we think determines who we are, it's not. It doesn't. Our jobs, our failures, our successes, it doesn't. That's why millionaires are um, usually not happy. Lottery winners mm-hmm. kill themselves, mm-hmm. and poor people are talking about joy. It's because it's that doesn't identify us. That's right. That's right. You know, I like uh, scripture when it, in Philippians three. You know, Paul talking about himself. He said, "Though I might all, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he were of, if any man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in his flesh, I more circumcised on the eighth day." Talking about his fleshy identity circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuted the church, touching the righteousness, which is of the law, blameless. And he says, but what things were gained unto me, I count those as a loss for Christ. And it's essential that we understand, like, look, compared to who we are in Christ, it's a loss. Yep. Yeah, today that would be kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, I got my master's degree and my PhD in this. And oh, by the way, before that, you know, I was operator in Delta Force and, uh, you know, professional athlete and a race car driver. And I give to the needy and help the church. And, you know, it's like I got all my bases covered because this is who I am and what I do. Mm -hmm. I must (laughs) say this, like, man, as you start to relinquish or let go who uh, your identity based upon your accomplishment or your failures, man, man, let's just stop right there. Some people also, they identify themselves with their failures too. And that's yeah. what you got to stop that. Don't identify mm-hmm. yourself with your failures because once you are in Christ, you're a new creature. Wow. Yeah. You're a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. So you must, that's for somebody like, don't identify yourself. I used to, man, I used to mess. I used to always say, man, I'm so stupid, man. I'm so stupid, man. Don't say mm-hmm. that. Don't say that about no. yourself. Don't mm-hmm. say anything negative. Don't say negative words. Don't let negative words come out of your mouth. And it's a den of ugly fat. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't do it because you want to identify yourself you want to identify with who you really are and that's you're a child of god you're an heir of salvation you're an heir of christ no matter what you did no matter where you uh you may have been in the past now you belong to christ and if you belong to christ you are a partaker of the divine nature of god the father the father of lights you know so i want everybody to kind of realize that like look don't identify with even uh, negativity. You know, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. As you learn of Jesus, you start to find out more of who you are yeah. in Christ. Jesus says, those things that I do, I, look, I need you to do the same things. They're not, I don't do, I don't do, uh, I don't do works out of my own volition. 
I do it because the Father tells me to do it. And it's important that you start to serve God with your actions. And once you begin to serve God with your actions, you get a true identity. You got you get a true notion of who you are in Christ, and you will start to be able to um, do the things of God. You know, for example, like, man, praying for people, man. A lot of people don't think that they look, what do you mean you're going to pray for somebody? Yeah, I'm going to pray for someone. I'm going to ask the power of God to come down or to come from within me to touch that person's life. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and I expect them to recover because I identify with the father. This is something, this is an impossible feat for somebody who is just taking, trying to do something out of their human nature. We pray for the sick. We pray for people who are oppressed. We claim the name of Jesus over them, and we expect the results to come about because we are identifying with the divine nature that's inside of us, that is linked to eternity, not linked to, uh, you know, the physical nature or the laws of the earth. We're talking about the laws of Christ, the laws of God, the laws of the creation. So, we draw when you pray someone needs to hear this when you pray for somebody you're drawing from the eternal nature of god that's the grace of god and that's the power of god so don't get caught uh man i'm not man man this person wants me to pray for them i don't know what to pray you know you pray you pray according to your faith but when you pray look it's not about you it's all about you drawing on the nature of God. So you say that prayer. You pray for your love and you pray for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Well said. And I just want to like reinforce that, man. The power is is coming not from you, but through you. And remember who Jesus is. We talked about last week, Philippians uh two, five through eleven, the Christ him. Remember, he humbled himself. Okay, so not in spite of being God, but because he was God. So that's the way it's going to look, it's not always going to look like we think it should, because God doesn't, isn't bound by these standards, nor uh, that we see, or, you know, the, the way we measure success, it's very different, but it's very real. As you go to Jesus in prayer, as you access God, the father through Jesus, as you say, Jesus, I don't know. I heard this podcast. I don't, I don't know what to do, where to go, but if you are real, please tell me he will, he will. Probably within certainly will. hours. Yeah, he'll show you. He'll show you. <laughs> yes. I challenge I challenge you. I, like, man, talk to God, conversate with God. I say that in my book, man. Maintaining communication is key. Man, if you once you if you mess up, don't hide from God like Adam and Eve did. Go to God. Say, God, I messed up. And God is gonna say, Of course you did. I mean, look, you you need you just need me. You need me. You need more of me. Say, okay, God, what do I need to do? I messed up again. I don't care what you did, man. Look, I don't care what you did. Come to God. Come to Jesus. He got something for you. Like I was once a I I was once a sinner. I was the chiefest of sinners, as Paul said. But I turned to God. I turned to God several times. But this last time, man, I turned to God and said, God, I just I don't I give it to you. I give you everything I am because I can't do this. I can't do it. And God says, finally, finally, finally I can use you because I relinquish my own power because I am the person who likes to think I know everything. God's saying, nope, you don't. You don't now know we're everything. Somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's important that you relinquish what you know. I say that in my book. When I talk uh, about five ways to walk closer to God, 
uh, first rule is just rest in God. But then the second, it's like, man, take away what you think you know about God. Just allow, especially if you're bound by sin. Let's just start fresh with Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's enough for you to, to shout hallelujah. There's a <laughs> God that created you. Yeah. There's a God that created you. He created you for a purpose. And I want everybody to know that you were created for a purpose. You was created in his likeness. It literally says in a likeness of God, he created them. Man and man, male and female created he them. He created them to do wonders for, for the world. And and he didn't say this about the animals. Okay. So he created us in his image. Now there are different Hebrew words for there are soul soulish creatures like uh we'll get into this later but it's the tim shell thing like there are certain animals like dogs you know who they're like man they seem so uh there are different animals that god created a little, little bit differently there's a different words he uses for soul but that's a different thing but mm -hmm. he, he created us in his image to the point to where we wonder who we are and we think about it we're aware of wait who am i and we measure we look at everybody around us animals don't do that mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they just do their thing. They roll with it. We are aware yeah. of it because we're, because we're in His image, and He did that for a reason, so that we will know Christ. So the theology. If you want to get into the yeah, classical yeah. Uh, teaching on this, yeah, let's go. So we teach from, or we we draw from classic Christianity, and that just that's a term for um, doctrine that has been. Um, found in consensus just through the years the things that that the most that the churches have agreed on over the years that's where we draw from because it's just uh easiest really it, it, it's, it's indisputable stuff so the four classic questions regarding the person of christ over the years is basically journalism the standards of journalism today who what how and why those are the questions that were asked of jesus in scripture who do you think you are? We talked about that one earlier. Um, and and the, the answers, I'll give them up front, and then we'll talk about it. Um, so it's um, who assumed humanity in the incarnation? The answer is the divine logos assumed how or, or what did he assume? Human nature. And uh, how? So as to personally unite deity and humanity in Christ. And why? For the redemption of humanity. Mm. So the question of who Jesus is always arises out of a meeting with him. And that meeting happens in scripture. It happens listening to a podcast or somebody talks about him, prays for you, asks you about Jesus. Then you alone or you with that, per, you know, however you do it in church, you speak to him in your mind, from your heart. And this is the way God did it on purpose. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Even looking at John four, the woman at the well. It said, you, you wrote here, Dave, that the question of who Jesus is always arises out of a meeting with him. Woman at the well met Jesus and said, are you greater than our father, Jacob? You know, it's just like it always when you meet Christ, when you come to the revelation that, you know, man, it's inside of you. That revelation, once you meet Jesus, like Dave said, whether it's you have a personal experience or whether you're listening to our podcast, you're starting to be something inside of you is about starting to get, you know, um, starting to get stirred up inside of you concerning uh, the person of Jesus. 
you know, the natural question is like, man, who are you? Who are you? Who are you really? You know? And it's important yeah, that we ask that. Imagine a thought experiment where just imagine that you were going to go into, say, uh, an island of of 10, year, 10, 11, 12 year olds that had been isolated from uh, the rest of the world, you know, for their whole life. And you were just going to show up knowing what you know. Okay. You know how to get them rescued, but you've got to convince them that, you know, all that it still would not be easy to tell them, Hey, look, oh, there's no. a whole nother, like, we're going to go off this Island into those big waves in this boat that we're going to make. They'd be like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. They would try to kill you. They would <laughs> try to hang you from That's a tree. Right. right? That's right. Because, you know, it's it, it's not easy. So what I'm saying is what Jesus did was not easy, even as God, but mm-hmm. he he humbled himself. He came here and he slowly over time, the course of his life revealed who he was. And he's that question is still as fresh and relevant today as it was then. How we answer who he is. And yes. we're answering that every day with our lives. Yes. Um, and with yeah. our faith with our lives and with our faith, you know, it's, you know, I, I said this before, like the, the, the path to Christ, the path of Jesus is a faith walk. It's a walk of faith. You got to understand we're talking about who Jesus is because, but we're actually talking about who you are. You know, our yeah. identity is found in Christ. You know, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, your spirit is, is awakened, you know, and it becomes one with the Holy spirit. It says in Romans, no, no. It says in Second Corinthians six, "Him that is joined with a harlot is one body, but him that is joined to God is one spirit." So mm-hmm. you join yourself to God, and you start to take areas out your life that's not like God, and you join them to God. Like if you're dealing with uh, maybe an addiction, if you can ad- remove your addiction to drugs and get addicted to Christ, you're actually joining yourself as one spirit with Christ. Joining yourself to Christ is not, it's not a one, it's not a one day thing. I want everybody to know that it's a process. you got to continue to give like, man, God, I'm going to give you this anger. Like I, sometimes I can get so in my head, but you know, I'm in my head. I, I figured this out. I'm in my head because I'm losing my identity in Christ. I want everybody to know that I get in my head. I get worried that people are thinking, people are talking about me. People are thinking this about me. And it's because I lost my identity. And I need to regain it. And it's a process. I got to start saying like, no, 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 no. I don't care what they think. But I start to figure out like, it's just in my head sometimes. Yeah. People ain't looking at me. You know, people, some people are actually very impressed with me. But I'm looking at them like, well, why do they look at me like that? And you know, right. and you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm dealing with, I'm losing identity about who I am in Christ because mm-hmm. of my own insecurities. And I want everybody to know, like, look, I'm a minister of the word of God. I have speaking engagements all over. Um, you know, I got two coming this week, but mm-hmm. I still struggle. Yeah. I still struggle, but my anchor is found in God. And so I don't struggle in sin, but I sometimes I struggle with being uh, knowing who I am in Christ. I'm not a preacher who's going to say, like, look, I I believe, like, look, if I'm practicing sin, I don't need to be, honestly, and it's going to sound weird. I don't need to be up here preaching, man. I don't need, I, I don't need, I can leave that to somebody else. And God, unless God called me to say something specifically to a certain people, 
that's the way I was raised. That's the way everybody's different, but my mom raised me. She's like, if you sitting up there living in sin, don't be talking about, don't, don't watch what you say because it's, it's more than your words that you say. It's your life that you live that comes out as you speak. That's about identity too. So yeah, I think it's very essential that I live my life. I'm not saying I'd never sin. Oh no. But when I do, I come back to God. I come back to God as sincere as I know how, because my identity is found in him, not just God as my father, but heaven as my home. Identify yeah. not just who I am, but where I reside and what kingdom I'm a part of. Man, yeah. sometimes I messed up, man. I messed up. I got angry. I shouldn't have got angry. I used some choice words I shouldn't have used. But I didn't just use them as a jerk reaction. I thought about them, then used them. So yeah. how am I gonna you know? So how am I gonna ask God to forgive me for that? You know, you be honest with God. I was like, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I confess to you that I, you know, I shouldn't have said that, God. I shouldn't have said it. You don't gotta get too formal. God, I shouldn't have said that. Please forgive me. I'm gonna do better. Yeah. God said, if you confess your sins, he is just and he's able and he's he will cleanse you from your sins and he will he will heal you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's what the word says. That's identifying with God's kingdom. And so it's important yeah. that when you mess up, you come to God. Yeah, your mom nailed it. I mean, she was living uh, in her identity by by letting you know. You know, don't don't get up there if you're if you're you don't belong up there. That's knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And and then when you do get up there, and you're in the right, you, by God, you be confident. Like that's where I need to start. I need to start walking more confidently. You yeah. know, yeah. Because I am in Christ, and I am. You know, <laughs> you're amazing, and you're amazing in Christ. Everybody, look. If you're witnessing, if you're ministering the Word of God, man, I man, I tell the full story. I ain't scared. Like I was up there, I was ministering the word of God and I was struggling. And that this is years ago, probably maybe even a decade when I first kind of got into ministry. I wasn't an official minister, but I had the mic sometimes. So I had to talk and uh, <laughs> I was starting to talk about the spirit of lust. And I was like, my mom was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> and after church, she was like, don't talk about nothing you're struggling with because my mom is my yeah, my 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 mom is my uh, you know she's my probably most trusted advisor that I have because she's just honest, but she always has my best interest at heart. So she knows what I struggled with, and she was like, "Don't be out there talking about something you're struggling with." If you hear and ministers need to know that if God's talking to you about something you're struggling with, that's for you. That's for you to uh, dig in that word to overcome it. And once you've overcome, your testimony is so much stronger. Yeah. It's so much stronger many, once you overcome because you know how to get out of it. Yeah. How many people out of a hundred would, you know, if asked, who are you? Pastors, you know, among them you would say, I'm a child of God as the first, I, you know, I can see a, a couple, maybe old ladies here and there that are truly know who they are. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where it starts. I mean, that's, that's the beginning of who we are. Mm-hmm. Not, not I'm a father of three kids because yeah, they came in through me, but God's their father. God yeah. doesn't have grandchildren. Yeah, I'm a that's probably the biggest way people identify themselves as well. Yeah. I'm, uh, I work here. The first thing is, you know, what I do. So, what do you do? That's what we say when we meet somebody. Like that's, you know, the most important thing. You know, my name is this. Yeah. Family names don't mean so much anymore. A little bit here and there, but and then not what so you much. do, and then how many kids you have or don't have, and and we're forming these judgments as we're meeting people, right? You know, 
we, we all do it. I mean, it's human mm -hmm. nature. Okay, here's who you are. We're telling ourselves who this person is. Sure. Very essential, man. That's good. That's good stuff. But who are we really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just figuring it out, man. I it's it's hard to answer. It should be. Like I want I want to start to answer that honestly. Who are you? Well, whew, I'm man. I'm a 52 year old dude who just met Jesus. Most people will run away from that. We're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the day, man, it's just like even even the correct answer. Yes, I'm a child of God. I'm the heir. I'm an heir of salvation. I'm an heir of the divine nature of God. But even go deeper, man. I mean, don't see yourself. It's like I have two children. You know, even, they're both my children. But their their identity is different. Yes, they are my children. Yes, they have my my DNA, but they are individuals. You know, you got to realize yeah. that God has something special for you. I know the plans I have for you, says God. You know, God has an individual plan for you, and it's important that you understand that. Like, take away the umbrellaness of your life and realize that the spotlight is shining on you, and God is waiting for you. God's waiting mm -hmm. for you to do what he's called you to do. And if we, if you understand how special you are, it's just like, I'm walking by faith right now. I'm working somewhere that I don't want to be working. I'm doing it just because I feel like God is saying it. But after work, I'm focusing on my ministry, you know, on, you know, on my social media presence. I'm focusing on my messages that's coming up here. And man, a lot of people will say, man, man, chill out. You're doing too much. But no, I'm not doing too much. I'm doing as it's within me. It's within my identity. It's who I've been right now. I'm doing exactly what God has called me mm -hmm. to do. And if God has called you to do something, he's going to bless it. Because it's in my heart. It's in my heart to bless people. It's in my heart to minister. Yeah. And conversely, I've had lately just, I've met a couple of people here and there. So what do you do? What do you do now? It's like, well, I'm doing a podcast. You're not going to school anymore? No. Are you coaching anymore? No. <laughs> but I'm doing enough. I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. I'm spending more time with my kids. And and I know people are forming these judgments right then, you know, like as as I'm talking to them. But I don't care. So I am becoming more confident in who I am. I know I'm where I should be doing what I should be doing mm. because I'm, I'm listening to God and he lets me know when I'm not and when I am. Yeah. And I wasn't going to say this because I didn't think it kind of, uh, kind of went with the lesson, but it kind of does, man. Let's look at Paul. I mean, Paul is something you can, who you can really look at. We talked about Paul. You can, he wrote half the, you know, some say over half, but half of the new Testament. Look at the the way Paul understood who he was. You know, when Jesus came and appeared to him that day on the road to Damascus, what, what Paul did, he instantly turned. It says straightway. He, he took what he knew from, he got he, the heavy training that he was under. He, he had that experience with Jesus and it's, it came up, he came up with this great, uh, ministry not came up with it he realized who he was in christ he identified that he was going to be the one to save the gentiles and his nature that what that which he went through was perfect the perfect person to bring in the gentiles yeah and and i just man listen please hear this after the the creator of the universe came down and and blinded paul and said you know, Paul, 
talked directly to him. And Paul realized that God was speaking to him in the form of this, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus. Okay. After this, you know, Paul went to Damascus and, and was, didn't eat, didn't do a thing for three days other than think about what had just happened in Galatians one, his immediate action was reaction was not to go tell a bunch of other people. He went to the desert for, for a while. He took, it took years. And then, you know, there was 10 years between when he went to from Jerusalem back to, back to Antioch to really get rolling. Okay. It took time for this to sink in and for Paul mm -hmm. to work out, get it in, work it out as salvation. And uh, yeah, it's a process. It's definitely a process. And I want everybody to understand that even man, it being a process does not disqualify you. I'm going to say it. It doesn't disqualify you from suffering, from going mm. through stuff, you know, and saw in Acts, this is talking about Paul in Acts 14. Let's go verse 22. Now let's go verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and taught many, they returned to again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch confirming souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Your goal is to enter into the kingdom of God. You must understand that you're going to go through tribulation. It's not going to be easy. I, I used to hate hearing that because people look Paul. <laughs> so Paul's saying, man, okay, Paul's, I forgot who Paul was with. So he's going into Asia. The spirit says, don't go there. So he stops. So he starts to head towards Bithynia. And the spirit goes, nope, don't go there either. So Paul's like, okay, where do I go? Then he has a vision of the guy. He says, come to Macedonia. Come to Philippi. So he goes there. So one would think, <laughs> we're talking about identity. We're talking about the kingdom of God. One would think since he did not, since, since he listened to the voice of God, that now he's headed towards uh Philippi that something great's going to happen right because he's following God no they were beat they were imprisoned I want you to know something like following God does not necessarily it means that the Bible says you might look you're going to get cast down but guess what you ain't going to be destroyed I got you I got you I'm not going to let you get destroyed I'm going to take care of you matter of fact the Bible says I haven't even seen the righteous seed begging for bread that's what the Bible says. Even the seed, the kids of the person who depends on God says, I haven't even seen them beg for bread because God got you. I want you to know God's got you. But look, you may have to go through something, but at the end, you're going to experience the kingdom of God. This, what did the verse 22 say again? And that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. That's the final destination. That you must enter in the kingdom of God, but it's going to come with tribulation because God needs you to get rid of that stuff that's holding you back from experiencing who God truly is. And it's a process, but you must be willing to get in the assembly line on the processing table. You must allow God to do his work in your life. Yeah, and it means freedom, okay? Because remember, God's kingdom is coming here. We're not waiting to die to go to heaven. There's, thankfully, it's better than that. Life after life after death is, uh, you know, if we die now before the before the new kingdom comes, we will be with Christ, okay? And that's one thing 
but it's we're not just floating around playing harps, okay? <laughs> a, a, a real reading of the New Testament, the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth, and it's going to be incredible. <laughs> we know that. Mm-hmm. So it's freedom. It's freedom to to tie even to go through those struggles and tribulations um, because, well, you just just you have to do it. I you know I didn't do it, realize it till I did it. But um, it doesn't. It's it's never like I think it is when I trust God. Yes. The lows aren't as bad because it's like okay, well that's that's nowhere near as bad as I thought it'll be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you want to get into application here? Yes. All right. Uh, it's basically a recap of, you know, of, um, really asking yourself who you are and thinking this through, um, you know, we're supposed to reflect on ourselves and who we are and, and what we want to become. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people have done this, but it's kind of like working backwards, long-term application. Think about who you are now and how you want to be remembered by your family and friends mm. and work backwards. Who do you want to be identified with? Um, ask ourselves if we want to be identified with the ever-changing issues of today's news cycle. You know, it, our mm-hmm. opinions don't matter. They mean nothing. My opinion, I don't give it anymore because I don't want anyone else's. It's <laughs> meaningless. I, I mean, the Stoics knew this. They, they were tracking, right? They just, the Stoics sought logos, lowercase, L because that that was the the truth you know the word mm-hmm. they didn't this was before Jesus if they would have known Jesus they would have been like okay there it is there's the truth I want to know Jesus they were all about opinions don't mean anything so none of that means anything I don't want to be remembered by that That's um right. I want to be remembered as a guy who sought truth my daughter asked me the other day what would you, if you had to do your life again what would you do and I said I I don't know how it would play out, but I would fearlessly seek the truth. Mm-hmm. And so basically mm. I would do what I'm doing now. I mean, I would, I would, and the truth is a person it's Jesus. Yeah. So that's fine. That's how I want to be remembered. Mm. I want it, man, that I want everybody to consider that that's really good for application. Like just exactly what Cam asked you, like, what would you do different? And I'm, I'm telling you, like Dave said, start now, start now. If I, I thought I, I had when you, when I heard that she asked you that question just now, I had I had my answer cocked and ready to go. I wish mm. I would have been more bold for God mm. yeah. when when I remember times when I could have spoke up and I could have decided to. I remember I remember the crossroad that led to my years of addiction. I remember mm. the crossroad. I could have not no. done it. I remember the day mm. I could have not done it. And I decided to do it. And I remember where it got me in, you know, years upon years upon years of struggling. Oh. So I want everybody to kind of consider their life. And it's never too late to start, man. But look, I, do, I want to end on a good note to tell you how truly wonderful you are. Look, I don't care where you are. I don't care what you did. I don't care what state you're currently in. I don't care if you feel like you're losing your mind. Turn to Jesus <laughs> because he has something for you. He has something important for you. And it's something that's just for you. The spotlight is on you. The spotlight is on you today because God is saying, look, I'm looking at you because I have a work for you to do. And I, I and, and you should really know that your identity is found in 
Jesus Christ. And if you want to know more about your identity, start to study, read the book of John. You'll see it. You'll start to yeah. see yourself. All right. Amen. So let me press up. Yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. Press out. Father God Almighty, thank you so much for this. Lord Jesus, we, uh, we consider who you are and we read who you are and we pray, Jesus, um, we hear you and uh, we trust, we believe that you are who you are. So help us to know you more, to look up to you and receive you jesus not accept you but receive you abide in you and you and us just as you abide in the father and the father in you and from there lord to realize that okay we are in you so we're okay now 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 you say feed my sheep so help us lord to go out and and feed others and help others not because we know we have the answer but we know that you do and we we see that you are who you say you are lord praise your name god and we pray for help i pray for those out there who are um not sure jesus that they will just uh like like dmx one night on my knees here it comes the prayer get to that point where they uh lord if you're you please help me um that's a that's a beautiful point to be because that's the beginning of eternal life lord god thank you uh, for this opportunity to serve you in jesus name amen yeah.